Serenity Sister podcasts are about bringing awareness to the forefront of our minds. Guiding you on a journey to clarity, self-awareness, well-being focus and positive change. Hello, my name is Saffron. Today we are going to be chatting about working with the moon and our different energies. And the first podcast which I had changed the vibe of, which was last time on Sunny Govan, I had discussed our rebirth of 2020 and shamanic prophecies which have been coming into play recently with the turn of events this year. And if you wanted to catch up with that, you can find that on Serenity Sister website, which is serenitysister.co.uk and you'll find that under the podcast list. So working with the moon is quite a unique experience once you learn all about how it interacts with us as human beings, how it interacts with nature, and how we are comprised of nature in itself and we very much have continual force with nature and the changes of the seasons and the changes really in the frequencies in our environment. So the 1st of October was a harvest moon and we're coming up to the 31st of October which is Halloween as we all know and the moon is going to be what they call hunter's moon. So October has been quite unique because normally the full moon comes roughly around once a month. And October 2020 has shown two full moon cycles. And this has also been intertwined with (laughs) different retrogrades. And for any of those people that are interested in the energy of the cosmos and planetary alignments, then they'll know that retrograde can be a bit bizarre. So we've been looking at September, October, November and through till the end of the year, the end of December, being a time where a lot of energies are flaring up. And this is quite a unique opportunity to work with that and to really unearth a lot of the things that we have been pushing down for a long time, perhaps not felt ready to really delve in, put things under the microscope and start to claim responsibility, take control of and to start to set ourselves on a clearer and healthier path. Looking at this next full moon you can work with that and if you're listening to this show after that time there is another full moon on the 30th of November and on the 30th of December to end the year of 2020. For any other full moon times looking ahead you can also tap into this podcast and get some insight and advice into how you can work alongside the full moon dates. And as always, I like to invite you to allow yourself to be open to any of the topics and any of the insights which I'm going to bring to the surface and just allow yourself to let go 
of any habitual modes of thinking, anything that you have accumulated throughout your life, anything which you feel set in your beliefs, and just to allow yourself to look into this as a way of seeking some new information, being open to that information and allowing yourself to explore that and take with it whatever you feel best suits. So the full moon is the lunar phase when the moon appears fully illuminated from the Earth's perspective. This occurs when the Earth is located between the Sun and the Moon. So that means that the lunar hemisphere facing the Earth, the nearer side, is completely lit up by sunlight and appears as a circular full disk. And as I mentioned before, the full Moon occurs roughly once a month. And it's quite interesting to think about this in terms of perhaps this was something that was planned for us to do on a regular basis, to use this as a prompt for all of the problematic areas and the unbalanced energies in our life to come to the surface and for us to clear them out, for us to problem solve and for us to really look within at ways in which we could learn how to adapt or deal with them differently. The ancient Egyptians actually understood that there was a relationship that existed between the moon and the growth of the plants. And they believed that sowing was best done at the time of a full moon. Hence why it's often heard that you have a harvest moon because it was believed that harvesting and growing crops was best started at this particular phase of the moon. Because it's all about looking at fertility and growth. And in cultures based in the Arabian deserts or any other hot climates in the world, traveling from place to place often had to happen late at night, away from the intense heat of the sun, so the moon was used in a way to guide them, to illuminate the way, and to make things feel a little safer, especially if you were exploring parts of the country or foreign lands that were uncertain to you. There's a Celtic goddess who is closely associated to the full moon, and she's actually known as the keeper of the cauldron of knowledge. So this also represents this time of gaining knowledge and I guess mixing it all together in your own cauldron and seeing where everything fits or it unfits. Cave art was actually found and stone carvings have been found that were created by our ancients and they reveal early human time tracking and a lot of these pictures that were depicting the moon phases seem to represent their way of reading time 
and also which they had to shed and manifest. When you're looking at the body from an energetic point of view, there are nerve pathways and energy lines which have been labelled as masculine energy and feminine energy. These come together in areas of the body and they cross over at chakra points, which are energy centres within our body. These energy centres are best known in our Western culture as chakras and they usually correspond to Reiki practice. And as we probably already know, these energy centres, when healthy and when released of emotional burden, not carrying the weight of trauma or illness, these energy centres are able to flow in the way that they should, in the direction which they should, and the organs and tissues which correspond to these chakras will also function to the best of their ability when they're able to function in this manner. The full moon and moon energy in general is related to the feminine energies. The moon also controls the tides and our bodies are made up of a high percentage of water. The average adult human body is 50 to 65% water which is within the tissues, the blood, the bones and the gut. So you can imagine that us being energetic beings, with science only beginning to catch up and learn more about energy fields, combined with this knowledge that our water content and our ancient connection with nature, that we will obviously be susceptible to the effects of the moon and its phases. When the full moon's energy is at its peak, it's a really powerful time and we can use this energy to see what is no longer serving our intentions. And it is common to feel overly emotional and disconnected at the peak of this phase. And it's needless to say, feminine energies are all about expressing the emotions, honouring the emotions, being sensitive, being loving, but also feeling over-emotional. <laughs> and it's common to feel overly emotional and disconnected. Full moons are traditionally associated with things like insomnia and I guess insanity and various magical phenomena that has been written throughout the centuries and most of you would probably have heard tales about those that work within care homes or hospitals or any other establishment where a lot of humans are contained. They often say that around the full moon things can become extremely heightened and you can get a lot of what they would call mad energy in the air where it just feels like there's a wired frequency and a lot of emotional release. Psychologists, however, have found that there is not really any strong evidence for the effects of human behaviour around the time of a full moon. But they did find that studies are generally not consistent, with some of them showing a positive effect 
and others showing a negative effect. In one study, on the 23rd of December 2000, an issue of the British Medical Journal was published and they had done two studies on dog bite emissions to hospital. And this was in England and in Australia. And this study was within the Bradford Royal Infirmary and it found that dog bites were twice as common during a full moon, whereas the study conducted by the public hospitals in Australia found that they were less likely. So I'm not sure what we can take from that, but what we do know is that we humans are aware of energy. Many of us have shut ourselves off to that, but our instincts do tell us when things aren't quite right. And we often find that there is a surge in a lot of problem areas in our life, or a lot of difficult relationships, or a lot of a lot of heightened emotions in the workplace and within yourself that you weren't even sure of that were lurking in your subconscious that are now coming to light. So this podcast will help you learn how to work with these energies and be able to find your ways of dealing with this in the future should this be related to the full moon or just be a coincidence that you're feeling a bit out of sorts. But how can we work with it? We have normalised certain ways of life, such as concrete being our standard ground in which we walk on, electricity surging all around us, changing the frequencies available to us in our environments, and our contact with nature has become less and less as we seem to spend more time indoors, on devices or finding indoor entertainment in our spare time. But have you ever, however, been up in the mountains or on the beach, in a thunderstorm or in a forest and suddenly felt a huge change in your mood? And that's not just a feeling. It might possibly be the release of negative ions. Negative ions exist in nature, in heaps of places, and some of these places are the UV rays from the sun, and electricity that has been discharged into the air after a thunderstorm or a lightning strike, wherever water collides with itself, um, around waterfalls or on the beach, the sea, rivers, and it's also produced as part of the normal growth process for many plants and trees. Scientists can argue whether these have a beneficial effect, but exploring this concept, you could say that there are some definite benefits showing within the studies. And here's what they do say. Researchers looked at 100 years of studies and found evidence that negative ions could help regulate sleep patterns and mood, reduce stress, boost immune system function, increase metabolism of carbs and fats, and promote antimicrobial activity, which really helps you to kill or inhibit the growth of harmful bacteria, viruses, mold spores, and other species such as E. coli, 
and the bacteria that causes tuberculosis and flu. It also can reduce the symptoms of depression for some people and it has been shown to have an activating influence on some body systems and on cognitive performance. There's not been enough evidence, however, in their studies for reducing serotonin to help manage anxiety and for lowering blood pressure or for improving your breathing. And that information on those studies was taken from healthline.com and the article The Effect of Negative Ions. But you could say that with more exposure to these kinds of elements, that you may find a knock-on balancing effect. If symptoms of depression are reduced and cognitive performance is enhanced, you might find that you take part in more movement, more exercise, hobbies or activities that would help to reduce your blood pressure. And it may also be a need to weight loss, could provide a better void filler than turning to comfort eating, less reliance on sugar boosts or junk foods to give you the highs that you might be seeking. And this then would add to less inflammation on your body, less possibilities of having respiratory issues if that inflammation is being not shoved into your mouth and it's also been helped to leave the body through the lymphatic system if you're boosted into more activity or you have increased the function of the bodily systems such as the organs involved in trying to get rid of your waste and getting rid of the chemicals that aren't so helpful to our diseases or our mental health or our unbalanced weight distribution around the body. So one way you could look at the full moon energy is an opportunity to get out, moon bathe, or connect with the stillness or energy of nature. Here's some ideas for you to work on when working with the moon. Moon bathing which is exactly that. Sit out in the light of the moon. Feel how the energy outside is different. Do breathing work. And if that isn't for you, even sitting and connecting with your loved ones, chatting about the good times gone by, lighting a little chiminea, an open fire in your garden, or perhaps just even going a late night walk. You could also run yourself a moon ritual bath. Water is cleansing. There is a great significance on cleansing during a full moon. We could almost view it as a monthly prompt for ridding ourselves of any emotional distress. A time to reflect and a time to shed, which I'll give you advice on and a guided meditation later on in the show. You can choose petals, mineral salts, add essential oils. Not only is the salt very cleansing, but the properties of the essential oils, you will also benefit from them. I have to say not many people know this, but when you're adding essential oils to a bath, they need to combine with fats 
as they are fat soluble and when you mix those oils with a little bit of milk before you place them into your bath this means that they don't float on the surface and they are able to mix through the water for a better distribution to your body. You could also ask for help. Lighting a candle, you can connect to whichever source that you feel is relevant. Personally, I often use Ganesh, who is a god of destroying obstacles, or my soul guides, I like to connect with my angels that I knew in my own life and who have passed on from this world and you can ask them to help you clear out what no longer serves you and to bring forth opportunities for you to grow. It may seem like tough times when things are really out of balance and intense but each and every imbalanced emotion and tough situation has opportunity for growth and it's finding the lesson within each of these so that we can learn and move on to the next level. Moving on to a next level opens you up to more positive frequencies in your life. You can also do forgiveness work. And this is a really important one, especially for full moon times. The weight of ill feelings or previous bad history with others can actually have an invisible tie with them. It affects our subconscious and it's always on the lookout for what might happen next or allow us to self-grasp, replay things over and over in our minds. Now is a perfect time to come to conclusions. Whether you think that justice has not been served or that it has makes no difference. You can write things down, be it in bullet points, the course of events, how you felt, what you've learned from the experience, but also it's about finding the compassion find their story too. You can write a letter, poetry, or even just sit with it quietly and commit yourself to letting it go. Commit yourself to the thought that you cannot change others, that you cannot change the past. You can only change the memories of the past which you have chose to take with you and that is what has interpreted your way of holding on to any trauma of the past. You cannot move forwards until you release this. Find empathy for yourself and empathy for everyone that has been intertwined in this invisible, unsettled energy between you and said persons. It's also useful to know that forgiveness does not mean reconnection. If you've found that life has moved on and it's better to still remain apart from any interactions with any said person, then this is fine. There's also no rules. Sometimes reaching out just to clear the way, get rid of ill feeling and settle things is a good move 
it doesn't necessarily mean that friendships have to become regular again. It's a much freer feeling when you have no thoughts or subconscious that is always seeking to look to what things could happen in the future should your paths ever cross again. Knowing that you have settled things and cleared and released means that given that situation there is much less anxiety and there is more compassion. You can also take part in your own rituals and ceremonies. It's a powerful time to perform these rituals. This doesn't mean sacrificing goats. <laughs> There's huge potential for you to do inner work. The forgiveness ritual work could be a positive regular thing each time a full moon phase occurs. Or even if you don't keep track of the moon, do this when you're feeling out of sorts. Writing things down greatly helps. Once you see things on paper, you're best able to compartmentalise these aspects within your brain in order that you can close the door on them and not feel that you have to keep analysing. Some other ceremonial ideas can be things like cleansing your home. It's not just about cleansing your body and your mind, it's also your environment and the space in which you live in. Any space which you find yourself spending a lot of time in. And when you think of the people that pass through these spaces, all of the thoughts that collect in that area, the words said, the retention of bacteria, the negative energies that might have come out of conversations, emotional disturbances, you can take a bundle of sage and travel around your home with it, burning it as you go. And don't forget to have a little plate or a container underneath because you really don't want to sage bomb your carpet. <laughs> you can take it to the corners of each room and while doing this have the intention that you are dispersing all things that are stagnant. The power of the mind and the properties of sage combined can make a difference to resetting the tone. You can also have a clear out and declutter. Be more savage about the things that you're clinging to that perhaps could be used by others. Give to charity items that you hardly use. Ask yourself how long ago was it you really wore that item or you used that item. And if you're finding that you're touching on a year or more, perhaps it's time to acknowledge and be grateful for its presence, but let it go and pass it on to others in need. You could create organisation within your home, different places for things to belong and honour each object for having the ability to have them in your life. My gratitude goes to my dishwasher. For so many years I found that washing dishes was such a strain, especially when I was low on energy due to illness or low on energy due to various stresses that I wasn't so good with dealing with at the time. And I was trying also to focus on bettering my health. 
my car is also much more reliable than the rust buckets of the past that would cause me worry and anxiety and drama when the exhausts would fall off, the brakes would fail and the radiators would explode when I was on a particularly steep hill. I check in with myself often and try and make sure that I'm still stopping to think of the joy that it brings, having them in my life and how things have changed in a positive way. It's often good to just stop and remember where you were at, whether it be a few years ago or a few months ago, and look at where you are now. We live in a world where more and more are disposing of things in a manner which they don't value or have no connection to how lucky they are to even have them in their life. Many are living with far less, many in other cultures, many in other countries or many in other households within our communities are living with far less and it's good to tune into this. It changes your frequency and allows for more positive opportunity to flow into your life with having more gratitude. Rather than getting deeply connected to what you feel that you lack, what has been unfair, what superficial things are putting you in a bad mood, we all still have the inner child and sometimes <laughs> it's a brat that needs reminding of how spoiled we have become. So it's good to cherish everything and try and be happier with what you do have rather than what your mind has been fooled into believing what you want or what you in fact need or don't need. Fire ceremonies can be performed and these are often conducted in shamanic cultures on a regular basis particularly at times that we are going through now where there's a real surge of various energies on a daily basis the shaman all over the globe are conducting fire ceremony on a regular basis for the collective and they are visualizing and manifesting a better outcome for humanity ways of raising our consciousness and positive change which will help us to become more enlightened and more peaceful in our journey with living here on earth. These fire ceremonies allow you to think of each thing that we want to release and we can blow them each time we think of something, blowing it onto a stick or onto a candle and then burn that Putting a physical action into the thought actually engages the brain in a different way so that you're more likely to let go. Manifesting ceremonies also. Again, you can use fire, but instead of in a destructive way to release and let go, this time that you are wanting to create and welcome into your life, Allow the feelings that you would like to have in your life to rise to the surface and don't tie these solely to your own gain. Think of peace between those around you. Think of the feelings that you wish for others and your community. Focusing on material gains and status, the ego will only serve you in ways 
where you will lose the benefit of other more sustainable and permanent happiness factors in your life. And this is where we've lost our way. We think that the key and the secret to the law of attraction is visualising what we want. But in order to have that we, the we has to be the collective. And it's not about visualising material aspects or things which the ego thrives on because they often bring you things that bring you more unrest, less genuine things within your life and not being able to be true to yourself and to feel unconditional love for yourself or to be accepted by those whom you have welcomed into your life based on images and based on things which perhaps don't give you the true concept of happiness. You're listening to Sunny G Radio, your guilty pleasure. Margaret here, governed, born and bred. And like a true governite, I love all things Scottish. I create beautiful jewellery here in Glasgow. See for yourself. Come on, visit us on Facebook. Iris Artisan Jewellery. You will see how many Scottish themes run through our range. See you soon. We are now going to go to the guided meditation which I promised earlier on in the show. And this is something which I devised in order for you to initiate a shedding and release process in a gentle way which allows you to travel through each chakra and to be prompted and aware of anything that rises to the surface. This is a perfect time to shed and release. So I am going to ask you to hang around for the next few minutes to take part in a 15 minute guided meditation. So whatever you need to do, get the dog out, grab a quick drink, tell your partner to stay out, <laughs> this is your time, or simply just to go out into the car and to listen to this in a different place. I will give you the next minute to set yourself up to be able to take in this next experience. So while you're sat in your space, it does not matter if it's not a temple, <laughs> as long as you're able to be aware that the environment around you needn't control where you are. You can be in a busy environment, you could be on a train, you could be in your car driving home. I think no matter what your circumstance is, you will still be able to gain great benefits from this guided experience. If you can just be conscious of your breath and close your eyes, allow yourself to be aware of the breath as it travels in through your nose 
and the cold sensation as it travels in through your nostrils and the hot air which you feel leave your mouth upon each exhale. Be more connected to that travel of air and oxygen down your respiratory tract and into the lungs where it's absorbed by your lungs and it's sent off through your blood to all of the tissues and cells within your body. Be conscious of this life-giving force. I will ask you to gently allow yourself to let go of your surroundings and your connection to the room and surround yourself with an empty space. This is going to be our safe space in which we will work. And if you were able to fill that space with a pure white light, this light will have been sent to you from your soul guides and your light workers or your universe, whichever faith that keeps you feeling safe and assured. The light that surrounds you is inhaled into your body and it is an intelligent light. It doesn't need any extra information. You needn't tell it what work needs done. You needn't tell it where to go. It knows where to go and it knows the areas that need the healing. And we will allow this to work on its own way. I am open to receive. I am open to release trauma. We'll work through the body and I will prompt raising awareness of blockages and allowing you to let them go. Anything which is raised to the surface, you can gently acknowledge that and take note for your own work which you can do afterwards and in order to help you release or to find better, healthier ways of adapting or dealing with that particular situation. Be aware of the space around your head what goes on in your head zone? Who do you need to forgive? And do you need to forgive yourself? Break the karma between you and whoever you feel wronged you. Release this grip and set yourself free. Trust the universe and let nature and justice prevail. Forgiveness releases karma and this can help things turn around. This karma can also have come down through generations 
in which our ancestors or our family members have been trying to deal with the similar situations in the same way and not achieving the best results. Honour your chance to change this and your chance to break cycles and to honour and make your ancestors proud for the choices in which you are about to make. And around your third eye area, you may have felt that your intuition has let you down or where you felt that you have ignored your instincts and intuition. Now is the time to allow yourself to forgive yourself and reconnect with these instincts. You are open to signs and feelings and you embrace your inner knowing. These feelings may feel negative, but it's just the body's gentle way of letting you know that you feel uncomfortable with something. And now would be the time to question whether this is something that you need to work on, a particular fear that's stopping you from moving forward. These fears could be real or they could be perceived. And whichever rises to the surface, just allow yourself to take note and you could explore these fears and working with overcoming them. When you move down to the throat chakra, you will find that this area is quite a common area for blockage in our Western culture. That's because we often rely on communication based on our speech and expression through words and vocalization. And quite often we get into a bit of a muddle with what we feel that we haven't said or that we perhaps shouldn't have said or we acted out of a surge of emotions and our wording was not very tactful. Allow yourself to take in these affirmations for the throat chakra. I am balanced in speaking and listening. I release any doubt over what I said. And I release any doubt over what I feel I didn't say. And the heart chakra is the centre of many emotions that are retained within the body. And through this chakra, we can hold emotions regarding certain people, certain situations, certain environments, or certain cycles which you have found yourself caught up in. And this is a collection of memories and no longer exists out with your heart or your head. Your heart naturally is a loving energy and your heart naturally is open. It's time to ask yourself to gently let go of any upsets or distress. Your heart is ready now to reach its true natural potential. 
and around the solar plexus is where we delve into the fear zone. And fear can be very much imagined, but it is very much something that we feel in its entirety. And it's something that would be really beneficial to let go of. The fear can burden and leave residue and it can also have an effect on organs such as the kidney and the adrenal glands. So if you felt yourself a bit burdened in those zones or compromised in those organs or a feeling of burning out quite often, it may be time for you to ask yourself what fears are ready to be stepped up to and overcome and ask yourself if you are ready to worry less. Recognise this only as fear. Fear actually has no power as fear is imagined and fear only exists in the mind. Ask yourself to dismiss the fear. I am ready to worry less and I dismiss the fear. This will give you an insight into something that you can do for yourself on a regular basis or whenever you feel you want to work with the moon. As we have now done the release work, your body will continue to gently release. We are now lighter and we have the foundations now to manifest with a new moon. Welcome back after that short meditation brought to you by myself. My name is Saffron and this is the Serenity Sister Show, which is all based around working with the moon and our energies. And I just wanted to end this show by touching on this time which we have found ourselves in. And in shamanism, this time is called Pachakuti. And Pachakuti is all about a tremendous opportunity to grow as a collective. There will be tremendous peril, but this also brings a chance to resurrect. We have to have the awareness that death and dying occurs not at the end, but it also occurs at the beginning. And when I done a course with the Four Winds Society, it was apparent that there were messages coming through from our guides on these times that we're in at the moment. And the cards that were picked out from the Oracle deck were speaking to us as a collective. And much of it was centered around living in our present Western reality. And the first card that was picked out was representing the present moment. And that card was the journey card. 
And it was talking about this being a new creation and asking yourself, what is it that is dying off within you? And again, working with the moon, it's asking yourself, what is it that you feel that you need to let go of? This perhaps might not be something that's entirely problematic. It may be something that we just don't feel we're gelling with anymore. Maybe something that was a passion from a long time ago or um, an ambition that we have strived for and it no longer suits the person that we are now. So it's a good time for us to ask, what is it that you want to die off within you? And what is it that's been born in you? What is it that's dying off in my family karma? Or what needs to die off within my family and within my and within my lineage, within my ancestral chain? There are many past influences that can be shed, but you can also draw wisdom from them. And it was also asking us to look to beauty and recognise beauty where everyone else may be seeing ugliness. And this also stands for looking for opportunity where everyone sees danger and to bring sustainable beauty into our lives and shed all of the ugly of our history regarding humanity. We're in a harvest period right now and what we're being asked to do is ask ourselves what beauty do we want to take with us on this journey. And it's not just collecting the things that are pretty to us or the things that we are proud of or the things that make our egos feel assured and validated. But having eyes that allow you to see beauty where there seemingly is none and where you have recognised something and you've had your little eureka moment, just remember that that means something to you and make a conscious effort to take that with you on the journey and what to focus on best for your own stability and your own growth. And it's good to travel through your chakras and ask where any judgment may come from. As I touched on in previous shows, there has been much judgment going on within our societies. There has been anger rising to the surface and people have felt that the only way to tackle these issues as a global collective are to rise and fight and be loud and be proactive. But what we have been warned about is the possibility that much of us looking to judge and the ability to find faults in others often comes to us not being able to look and find our own. And having a drive to seek these faults, maybe in our bad prime minister, our bad country, our bad neighbours, all of the people that we hold hostage, that we have not forgiven, saturates our energy, and saturates our ability to grow. And if everyone were to look within, we would be able to move forward as a collective. And that fits in perfectly with the coyote card. The coyote was drawn, basically the coyote is a trickster. 
and it's asking us to be careful that we don't rely on trickery. The role of the coyote is to help you to get beyond and discern the lies from the absolute truth. And it's designed to awaken us. And many, many people have taken this concept at the moment as a way to vent and point at others. The awakening is within each and every one of us because whilst we point fingers, unless our plate is entirely clean of suffering, of paying towards this collective, of buying into a way of life, of supporting a certain way and a certain culture and unintentionally being part of the fabric which has allowed this to be part of our normality, we cannot get caught up in judgment and screaming at others to awaken to your ways. And I think that this is very valid because there is trickery there. When you feel that you're becoming more aware and more superior to others and you look down on others, you will find that you're on a different journey. And that is indeed trickery because it's a deflection and it takes us away from our own inner work. And to wake up from the cultural trance that we've all been part of, we need to look within our own ways in which we contribute to this collective. So how shall we embark on this? How can we take on the theme of understanding? And how can we understand nature and the consequences from our own actions as an individual and as a collective? And it's with that I will leave you. I hope that that has been a little bit of a change for you today and if you do have any questions or you'd like to find out more you would like to follow a lot of well-being and lifestyle raising consciousness topics then you can follow me online I'm on Instagram as Serenity Sister Holistics and you will also find my new Facebook page which is Serenity Sister Holistic and give me a follow and let me know if you would like to give any feedback. You can also tap into any of the podcasts, the previous shows which I've done from lockdown and beyond through my website which is serenitysister.co.uk and please be gentle, bear in mind that I was thrown into this world of <laughs> radio recordings in lockdown with very limited equipment, very limited skills and experience and it has been a journey for me. So if you do go back to some of those earlier episodes, episodes, then please be conscious of the fact that I've just been a little lady who had a little bit of enthusiasm and wanted some good focus and to keep my consciousness vibe going through the restriction period. So I threw myself into this new found hobby, I guess, of mine and I hope you enjoy it and I will leave you until next time and my next show will be on Sunny G 103.5 FM at the last Saturday of each month so take care don't let the full moon make you into a wolf and if you are going to become a wolf please do not wear sheep's clothing because that's so not genuine and the background music used during this show 
was brought to you by Chris Collins, who is found at indieboxmusic.com.